Is there anything more iconic than a goal at a World Cup? No. So here's this episode. I am single. I did get drunk. I did buy Tinder Prime and I fully regretted it. But yeah, here we go. <laughs> Little Messi drove my nana to drink. Yeah, he sells Hot Wheels out of his jacket. <laughs> I'd like to think that he knew that John Terry was a huge Saturdays fan. And like Campbell's Hot soup is a, is, a, is a big deal. Pele is Jay from In Between Us. Luigi, don't quit your day job, mate. Who do you think is more handsome? Xavi Alonso. Pirlo. If you say it, say it with chest. Sorry, you just have to guess. Do you want to go to the toilet? You ever seen a baby pigeon? Uh, he's, he was good mates with Pablo Escobar, from what oh. I read. Mara who, sorry? You're a pair of twats, you know that. Hello there, welcome back to the Nostalgia FC podcast with your host, me, Drew. Me, George. And me, Owen. We are back with some more World Cup content. Today is all about... The most iconic goals in World Cup history, or ones that we can remember and liked. <laughs> Recent World Cup history. <laughs> so yeah, basically we're gonna we picked the team uh, one to eleven and a couple of subs uh, of players that scored iconic goals at the World Cup. We're not going to talk about their past histories. We're just going to talk about the goal that they scored at the World Cup. So there's some absolute beauties in here. Uh, we will. Um, point in the direction of YouTube to watch all of these because you're going to want to check them out if you've never seen them because some of these are incredible. Yeah, we've gone for a 3-3-4. We're going all out. Kevin Keegan, here we come. <laughs> Only strikers, no defenders. I would love it if we beat them. Let's crack on. In goal, we've gone for a little workaround here. <laughs> and as George came up with this, I'm going to let you go for it. Yeah, so um, we... Absolutely struggled for a goalkeeper that had scored a iconic goal in the World Cup. Nevertheless, even just a goal in the World Cup was quite difficult. Um, so we have gone, or we've done a bit of a workaround, and we have gone with Diego Maradona in goal because he used his hand for one. <laughs> but, 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 what I will say is, um, I mean, that was an iconic goal, but the goal we put him in for is the other goal in that exact same game against England where he just, oh, he just demolishes England, doesn't he? Does the whole team like once. Goes, yeah. Turns back, goes, oh, I'll have you again. And then, yeah, easy goal. <laughs> Question, I don't know this. Is it, which one was scored first? Hand of God or just God? I, I have a feeling it was hand of God. And then, because wasn't there the yeah, thing where it was, it was just like, the hand of God, and then just to get rid of any controversy, he was like, well, this is how skillful I am. Here you go. Imagine how depressing that is as an England player in that game, that he's just cheated, you know he has, and then you're like, right, let's kill him. And then he just runs around all of you <laughs> three times and is like, ah, can't catch me, and then scores again. Yeah. What a bastard. <laughs> that, that goal was voted the goal of the century. So from 1900 to 1999... There was not a better goal scored than that. Not if you ask Pelly. <laughs> yeah, the ones in his back garden were better. a thousand better than that. <laughs> right, we're not here to talk about Pelly, but there they go. So there's our goalkeeper <laughs> using his hands. I imagine having a hand that is related to a deity in the sky might be helpful in goal. So there you go. Maradona goes in goal. Uh, Smash Brothers, big hand. I'm just picturing the big handoff jackass where they like bend it around the side of the wall and slap yes. people with it. That's Maradona's hand, just whack. God says no. But... 
every save. That's what he shouts. <laughs> right, let's swiftly move on before we insult anyone now. Uh, so, one of our three defenders, the first one, is Benjamin Pavard. Now, Benjamin Pavard uh, has only recently been playing for France. He played in the 2018 World Cup when they won it. And we're talking about his iconic sliced volley against Argentina in 2018. Now, the technique on this one is what I believe they call swaz. It's what the kids call it nowadays. A bit of swaz on the ball. The way he cuts across it is a technique which looks like, oh, I could do that, no problem. And you try it, you're like, nope, can't do that. That is unbelievable, Techers. It looks like what he's done is like top spin in tennis, but with his foot. It's just unreal. It's just the way it doesn't it, it doesn't rise, mm. it just stays. It kind of glides as well. Like it's it's not one of those ones that just absolutely rockets into the top corner. It kind of just slowly yeah. glides up into the corner. It's like still unsavable, but just slowly glides there. It's really cool. It's I think it's one of those as well where you just because you, you don't well, you don't associate that with Benjamin Pavard. You're like, ah, oh, what's he going to do here? Oh my goodness, how has he done that? <laughs> He's only ever scored two goals for France, and one of them was that. Ah, that one counts for ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. Style yeah. points for sure. All right, so let's move on into the centre of our defence. And I'll be honest, it's a very um, fullback heavy back three. As uh, in that they're only all fullbacks. <laughs> they're they're all fullbacks. So uh, in the centre of our defence, we've got. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst for the absolute thunderbolt that he put in against Uruguay in, I believe it was the quarterfinals of the 2010 World Cup. Now, I'm going to yeah. correct you there. You said thunderbolt. What you meant to say was thunderbastard, because that is a thunderbastard if ever I've seen one. <laughs> yeah. The complete opposite Angles. of Pavards as well. I said, yeah. I said that one glided, this one blink and you miss it. If you look at the angle as well, it makes it further out than what people probably would think it was. Because most people would look at it and go 40-yard screamer. But he's actually right out on the right wing. Yeah. Hitting it. So it's probably closer to 45, 50 yards that he's had to hit it towards the goal. Unbelievable. It's insane. I think as well. I also, I, go on. I was going to say, he, if anyone got in the way of that shot, at any point during that shot, even if the keeper got a hand to it, they're going to hospital. Yeah. He's going to be done for GBH. (laughs) Well, that's why he never played again after that World Cup because he actually got put in prison for (laughs) attempted murder. (laughs) Fernando Muslera, the goalkeeper, was like, no, 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 no. You just tried to kill me. (laughs) It was personal. It was very much personal. Okay, so, as we said, very uh, fullback heavy in this team. So this one, I remember watching this one live, and I still, to this day, don't know how he did it. It is Maicon for Brazil versus North Korea in 2010. 10. I was going to say 14. 10. Yeah, he bends it in from the most insane angle. He's pretty much on the byline and just bends it around the post and in. He was sat in the crowd when he hit. He was that uh, <laughs> far behind the goal. 
It is. It defies the laws of physics and logic. And if you ask the North Korean government, that goal made it ten one to North Korea. So good job, for the consolation <laughs> goal there, Mike. On it was actually an own goal. Them, yeah, they won the tournament that year, North Korea. So uh... they did, and then mysteriously, the World Cup team was never seen again. They actually weren't allowed to play football again after that World Cup, were they? Because they actually showed it in North Korea. One of them did because he lived in Germany. And that was the only way he got around it. Oh, what, the parade? Nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm ill, sorry. I just... You knew. Like, that tournament with that team, I, it's so bad that you wanted them to do well. You wanted North Korea to do well, like the underdogs. You're like, yeah, plucky little North Korea. Plucky little threatening the world with nuclear weapons North Korea. Good lads. Yeah, but it, it's not them. No, I know, but you know, it's, yeah, it's hard to separate... It's like separating yeah. church and state in America. It's hard to separate football and state in North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, we'll move away from that in case we get taken out by the North Koreans. Um, we're going to go over not too far away from North Korea. We're going to move on down to Australia. Good accent. Thank you. Uh, and a goal scored in the 2010 World Cup against the Netherlands for old Timmy Cahill. Timmy Cahill. Now, this goal... Again, thunder and bastard. It drops over the top of the defenders, and then on the volley, the sweetest of strikes, Tim Cahill just smashes it into the goal. Australia always seems to be that plucky team in the World Cup that you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to do anything. And maybe they don't do much, but they always give the teams a good game. Yeah. I think this is possibly uh, the best goal I've ever watched live. So obviously you've seen incredible goals, but may, may not have watched them live. I think this is genuinely one of the ones that I was sit da- sat down watching the game, saw that goal, and my jaw just dropped. It's insane. Yeah, Unbelievable. I, when my sister was on, she told the story about it, and even my dad was just like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is right, though. All of these, yeah, I rewatched all of these goals today just before we started, just to watch him. And like... It comes over, and it's like he doesn't swing his leg at it or anything. It just it's like he's got his leg there ready, and it just connects and goes in. It's like it flies in with so much power, yet he's just like iron leg Cahill. It just sort of touches it yeah. and flies in. The, the really <laughs> shit sequel to Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Leg. <laughs> I love as well when it pans across the Australians in the crowd and all you see is absolute limbs because they're losing their yeah. minds well, like, as you would they're playing the Netherlands yeah. one yeah, of the most yeah. iconic teams in, yeah. in World Cup history the Netherlands are one of the best teams in World Cup history and then you've just got Tim Cahill who at the time was probably about 35 just going <laughs> you think I'm old watch this whack well it also uh, I'm surprised that neither of you mentioned this and when I mention it you're going to be upset that you didn't it did lead to the best piece of commentary ever, but not from the regular commentator. Oh, uh, from yeah, Bogan Aussie. Get fucked. Get absolutely fucked. <laughs> Sorry, mum. He scored a beauty. <laughs> I I completely forgot about that because that's when he uh, he went viral. Yeah, wasn't it like that? And then yeah. I think he did one for the possible. Another goal in this. I'm not going to mention it. Another goal in this uh, team. But yeah, moving on from Bergenazi. <laughs> yep, let's move on. All right, so we are going into the other central midfield position, and um, 
An honourable mention here goes to Esteban Cambiasso and the 24-pass move in the 2006 World Cup against Serbia and Montenegro. But we've actually gone with Ed Mielsen's swivelling overhead kick in the 2002 World Cup. But this this goal, insane, because um, take the cross takes a deflection. So in any aspect, if it takes a deflection, it's hard to sort of adjust your position. And in this one, he just decides, you know what? Overhead kick it. And it works out perfectly. Yeah, it comes up and he's like, oh, I, I was going to just normally volley this. I've sort of overran with the deflection, so I'll just swivel and overhead kick, and I'm amazing. He is being defended by a 12-year-old Joel Campbell, so it's not that impressive. (laughs) The the one-two punch of Paolo Wanchop and (laughs) Joel Campbell. What a squad. Brian Brian Ruiz there as well. But yeah, I mean, it's, this one is more in for the techers. I mean, the way it's the way that he anticipates it, like you said, and just he sort of just like I don't. It's like he's doing ballet. It yeah, is, a beautiful yeah. dance. It's majestic. It is very majestic, like a Brazilian swan. <laughs> I actually think Ed Mielsen is swan in Brazilian. Yep, that's I'm not following that. <laughs> <laughs> I had the hook out. I was waiting for one of you to grab it. Right. <laughs> so we will move on to our attacking midfielder in this very odd formation. Um, and it is a goal that won the Puskas Award for Colombia in, I believe, a World Cup where Drew was supporting Colombia. So you must have been going mental. Actually, no, this. it wasn't that one. It was one before. Was it not? Uh, 2018. Well, cool. anyway, it is the disappointment himself. Jimmy Rodriguez, James Rodriguez. Famously named after James Milner. Great guy. (laughs) (laughs) This goal secured the golden boot for James Rodriguez. Scored five goals in that tournament. And it's the iconic chest half volley whack into the top corner against Uruguay, who loved to concede great goals, it seems. (laughs) But just (laughs) unbelievable, unbelievable finish. Like, he was on fire that World Cup. He got himself a move from uh, Monaco to Real Madrid. He now plays in Greece, so make that what you will. But he <laughs> unbelievable striker, a strike of the ball, and it did result in the best news headline ever. Go on. The day after, I don't know what newspaper it was, but they ran the headline. <laughs> the name's Bond, James Rodriguez. <laughs> Oh, it's definitely like the Daily Star or something, isn't it? <laughs> it's just so lazy. The name's Bond. James Rodriguez. <laughs> his name's, for one, his name's not even James. So it's James Bond, but obviously paper didn't really understand that. But just imagine it's getting that through publishing going, lads, I've got a great idea. Imagine someone reading that and not realising that that's not his name and being like, oh, have you heard about this Bond James Rodriguez? Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Hell of a name. Fair play to it. <laughs> it's weird that he's got a comma between his first name and his middle name. <laughs> I mean, if you're reading the Daily well, Star, you... which I'm almost assuming this will be from, then you're going to believe it. <laughs> so, yeah. Bond. Hamas Rodriguez. 
so poor. Why would you do it? I don't understand. People get paid so much money to be journalists, and then someone gets that through. They work their whole life. Imagine you're a journalist, right? You work your whole life to like get your name in the paper, get some articles out there, get some national recognition, and you're really struggling. Then you look across at a national newspaper and see someone's written that headline. <laughs> You'd be fuming. Yeah. yeah, it's not great. Be almost as fuming as the Uruguayan goalkeeper. He was now conceded two worldies in just this eleven. Yo, poor lad. I mean, you'd rather rather concede a worldie than anything else. Right? Yeah. True. Yeah. Right, so next goal, as we move into our forward four, uh, is again from the World Cup in 2006. It is scored by Argentina... Legend Maxi Rodriguez. And this goal was scored in extra time against Mexico. A game that was dragging on. It looked like it was going to go to penalties. And then up steps Maxi Rodriguez. So the ball comes in from the left. Crossfield ball. Maxi Rodriguez on the edge of the the corner of the box on the right hand side. Chest. The perfect touch as it hits it just high enough that he can swing his left boot around onto it. Top bins. The crowd goes wild. Commentator, if you actually watch the original commentary, the commentator's like, oh, it's, it's a goal. Like, oh, come on, what are you doing? This is one of the best goals ever scored. And you're just like, oh, oh dear, goal. <laughs> so I want you, when you watch it, I want you to picture Alan Partridge going, shit, as it goes in. Because <laughs> that's what it should have been. Because it's unbelievable. The strike <laughs> is just beautiful. The thing that always gets me is Max Rodriguez, when he played for Liverpool, uh, he scored goals from a combined distance of about three yards. Like he never scored goals more than like three yards away from the from the goal. But then this goal, just the the, the pure power and skill and technique that he never showcased again or before that. It's just like yeah, watch this whack. So, yeah, just boom! What a goal! Can I just say as well? I was just watching the uh, the goal then. And your commentary, your Alan Partridge commentary, went perfectly. It was really funny. Feel free, yeah, yeah. listeners, to voice clip that of me saying that and watch it simultaneously, and you will not regret it. So yeah, Maxi Rodriguez scored a worldie. Absolute legend. He's in the team. As a West Ham fan, I will go with the, uh, the first of our centre-forwards in this front four. And the scorer of not one but two iconic goals in one game in the 1966 World Cup final for England, Jeff Hurst stepped up, scored the equaliser that took it to extra time, but that's not the ones we're talking about. In extra time, he went, got in the area, cross came in, he hits the ball against the crossbar, it comes down off the line. And there's chaos. They think it's all over. It is now. I'm getting to that one. Yeah, I was going to say wrong one. Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> well ahead of yourself. Yeah, we started talking about England. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I did see Drew on his phone throughout the whole bit. Sorry. Uh, carry on. <laughs> so the ball goes on. The ball hits the line or goes over the line. No one knows apart from the Russian linesman that's there. And he gives it as a goal. And then later on, they do think it's all over. And it was when um, 
Jeff Hurst hit a counter-attack and uh, in his own words, I actually scuffed the shot where his scuff was one of the most iconic goals in World Cup history, completing the win for England in a 4-2 win. Why would you tell people? I'd be like, yeah, I totally meant it. Totally totally meant that. I was aiming for the other corner. Sorry, lads. <laughs> you still scored a hat trick in a World Cup final, Jeff. Don't. I was going to say, don't apologize. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just trying to like make his teammates feel better for not scoring goals. He's just like, yeah, scuff that one. It wasn't even that good. <laughs> Come on, lads. We could all do this. So I'm going to move on to our other striker because I'm going to leave the other one till for Drew to do because I feel like he should. Um. Yeah. So this one is uh, a goal. It's a goal. <laughs> this one is a goal from Robin Van Persie. And if anyone's seen this, you'll know, you'll know exactly what I'm on about. It's I can't remember where it comes over from, but it's coming over from behind him. And usually when a ball's coming over in the air from behind Robin Van Persie, he volleys it top corner. This one, he goes, nah, screw gravity, and flies towards the ball, diving headers it, over the keeper, insane. And in my head, it's outside the box, but it probably wasn't. It was. I watched it. It was at least, it was in the D, so. That's insane. Like, he chips the keeper with a diving header. I, how? How do you do that? They were. It was the Netherlands running on revenge, wasn't it? They'd just lost to Spain in the World Cup final before that. So they came back and they were just like, do you know what? We didn't play football in that final. Yeah, they play? they absolutely, I remember this game as well because I watched this one, they absolutely outplayed them. And um, as you said before the podcast started, Owen, I thought it was 4-0, but it was a 5-1 victory to Netherlands. Yeah. They just outplayed them. And like you say, it, it was revenge, wasn't it? It was just like, you know what? This is what we should have done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair play to them. Fair play to them. Yeah. It was, I think it was uh, Wesley Schneider with the ball across from. Was it? Because he was absolutely immense in that World Cup, wasn't he? Well, yeah, there's there's that one photo of the goal as well. And it's obviously angles for cameras work like really well, but it's like he's just there in the position of him diving, like hands behind him. He's face planting the floor after this. And there's no defender. Anywhere near him, like There's anywhere no near, near him. him. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things about that that position you've just spoken about, the, the still of the picture of him in that position, is when someone yeah. superimposed Randy Orton there doing the RKO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I That's his flyer there, out of nowhere. <laughs> it just looks like the most unnatural position for a football player to be in. <laughs> They've superimposed him in a waterfall, jumping up, and bears trying to catch him. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that somewhere in the world, Shefki Kuchi is sitting there going, "Oh, he! F- I've been trying for years to do that, and never once have I hit the ball, and he's fucking done it in the World Cup." <laughs> right. Well, should we do the last player? Yeah, I left yeah, this I one to you on purpose. Have... Yeah. All I put in my notes is uh, leave this one for Drew for the uh, last yeah. goal. So, <laughs> all right. It is, in fact, my goal. In the 22... No, of course not. It's a 2010 World Cup opening game of the World Cup. Africa's first World Cup. 
if you've watched the new uh, Netflix documentary, very controversially won, should I say. Anyway, we're not talking about that. Uh, and South Africa are playing Mexico. Ball comes in over the top. And Shifui Shabalala runs onto it. And without even thinking, puts the whole of the continent on his back and smashes in one of the sweetest strikes you'll ever see across the goalkeeper into the top corner. Unbelievable goal. Crowd goes wild. Vuvuzela's going mad. And then straight into the corner. And they do their little dance in the corner. Goal, Bafana, Bafana. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just a glorious footballing experience. It's like the whole continent of Africa, like that goal was for them. And it was it's a beautiful moment. Like no matter how they got the World Cup and how controversial it all is, that moment there, you'll never take that away from the nation of South Africa, the continent of the whole of Africa. And just that moment of just pure bliss as the ball leaves his boot, the Jabalani, the very unpredictable ball that very few players got a hang of, and it just rips straight like an arrow from his boot. Bang. Iconic goal. One of the most iconic goals in World Cup history for the connotations of being for the whole of Africa, not just for South Africa, and not just because it was a great goal, but it just happened to be a great goal. And it's just lovely. And that player has done nothing since. And <laughs> he doesn't have to. He can dine out on that goal forever. You're always welcome at my house, Shifui. I don't think my wife would be too happy, but I don't mind. I just remember watching, like us three watched that, um, that goal together. And I just remember losing our minds when it went in because I don't I can't remember as actually supporting either side whether it was South Africa or Mexico probably South Africa with them being the hosts we, we just but we football. just lost our minds <laughs> football's the real with it it's the most wanky thing you've ever said <laughs> <laughs> that's a long list as well so fair play <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he made it into my personal team um, because of that goal. Because it's just yeah. unbelievable. Pure pure joy in, in a goal. Just displayed at the World Cup. That's what the World Cup's all about. The underdog getting that goal. Just an absolute worldy of a goal. And I love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, it's making not, me excited not now. Sure the, uh, <laughs> yeah, not sure the, the, the hype will be the same if... Uh... Qatar score one like that again. Right, well, there's one last goal to talk about. We've got our final 11, and it's in there. Beautiful team. Uh, they wouldn't win many games because we've got three full packs at centre-back and Maradona in goal, <laughs> so we've got no chance. But some iconic goals scored, that's the main thing. Now, uh, the last goal we're going to talk about is uh, an iconic goal scored, or was it? Hmm, well, let's take you back to uh, Germany 2006. Uh, a game that many England fans will remember for the wrong reason. Uh, England versus Germany, quarterfinals. Was it round of 16? Let's go quarterfinals. It was a knockout game. It was a knockout game. And the score is 1-0 Germany. Germany have dominated the game. England are looking for a way back in. And the ball comes across. And Frank Lampard hits a sweet strike. Hits the crossbar, underside of the crossbar. Clearly bounces over the line. What a goal. Game on. But wait. The referee says, no, it's not a goal. Play on. Germany then eventually ran out 4-1 winners and England bow out the competition gracefully. I mean, they've never done that, but they bow out the competition and blame everyone else for their <laughs> blame everyone else for their failures. But an iconic goal all the same. 
It was a goal. It was a great goal. Should have counted. Would have been a better spectacle if the game had gone to 1-1 at that point. Uh, but yeah, one of the most iconic goals in World Cup history is Frank Lampard's ghost goal. Twice Frank Lampard has been burnt by a ghost goal, ghost goal and I couldn't be more happy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, the first the first ghost goal was against Liverpool in the uh, Champions uh, League semi-final where Lewis Garcia scored, but he didn't. Yeah, so Frank Lampard. So, like, the, in years to come, there'll be like a horror film. And I mean, <laughs> oh no, it'll be a remake of The Christmas Carol with Frank Lampard. It'll be the, <laughs> the ghosts of goals past. And it'll just be Luis Garcia in a white sheet. <laughs> and then the referee from the Germany game. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's very it's... much like Jeff Hurst scored that one in 1966 that probably wasn't over the line. So, like, they went, oh, we gave that one in 1966. We probably shouldn't give this one in. Yeah. We're going to wait for 40 years and then get them back. Yeah. This will show it's, them. It's so clearly over the line as well. It's not even close. Like, not even no. a little bit close. No. Like, like, you could easily sit here and be like, oh, if only VAR was a thing. It's like, no, someone should have seen that. Hilarious. Sorry, England, but not really. All right, well, there you go. There's another team in the bag. Uh, so we'll go through the choices one more time, and then we will let you go on with your days. So in goal, we have uh, the hand of God himself, Diego Maradona, and our defenders are Benjamin Pavard, Giovanni Babronkost, and Mykon. Yeah, moving on to the midfield. Our two central midfielders are Timmy Cahill. Moving into midfield, our two central midfielders are Timmy Cahill, Ed Mielsen, and in front of them as an attacking midfielder is Bond James Rodriguez, James Rodriguez. <laughs> and in our stacked front four, we've got Maxi Rodriguez, our second Rodriguez, Sir Jeff Hurst, Robin Van Persie, and the king himself, Shifwi Shabalala. Yes, and then crying on the bench is old Frankie Lampard. <laughs> so. Crying Frank Lampard. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go there's another great World Cup episode in the bag some absolutely iconic wonderful goals scored in this tournament uh, many many more that we haven't mentioned so uh, feel free to tell us in the comments which ones we've missed I'm sure there are many uh, but these are the ones that are our favourites so uh, if you didn't like them unlucky um, <laughs> you should go and, you should go and yeah get your own podcast you should go and check out these goals because some of them are absolutely incredible and it's a great use of your time just to watch great World Cup goals in preparation of the World yeah. Cup why not go do it it's fun uh, now before we uh, let you go two things one go check us out on socials George where do you do that ah oh, you can just do it wherever uh, Twitter Facebook Instagram TikTok we are at Nostalgia FC Pod. If you want to give us an email, give us um, a suggestion for an episode, if you want to come on as a guest or anything like that, it is nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com. Yes. Now, you should definitely go and check us out because we do some amazing content, some unseen footage, and just have a good old time. We have fun. We have fun out there. Um, definitely go and check out uh, our late one of our latest posts, uh, which at the time of recording hasn't gone out yet. Uh, it is a series of predicted teams of the tournament in reaction to our last episode, or one of our last episodes. Uh, we asked some of our former guests to give us their team of the tournament, and some of them are absolutely outrageous, including one of them, which has a Scotland player in it. <laughs> a retired yep. Scotland player in it. Yeah. 
so before we go, one last thing. Of course, uh, we said at the start this is no style FC, but no, actually, this month it's Mo style FC. Uh, we're still sporting these ridiculous mustaches. They're getting better. Uh, the handlebar is coming along for me. If I get some product, I think I can do it. Uh, George looks like the uh, newsreader from Family Guy. I know, in uh, honestly, doesn't look much different than he did before. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I honestly think mine looks like it's stuck on, and I wish I could rip it off, but I can't. Don't try. That's not a good idea. No, very much so. But yeah, so in the previous episodes, you've heard us talk about testicular cancer, prostate cancer, uh, and now we're just going to talk about Movember uh, as a whole. So um, whilst you're scrolling through your thing, why not go have a look on our uh, social medias when you get there? If you hit the link tree at the top, the top link on that page is to Movember. It's got links and sort of top, uh, sorry, it's got links to topics all about what they do. It's got links to the testicular cancer bit, the prostate cancer bit, the mental health bit, the different ways you can help raise money. It's an incredible cause. And you might think to yourself, ah, oh, all these blokes rocking mustaches look ridiculous. We do it for a reason. So make sure you go and check out what that reason is. Because actually, it could save your life if you're a bloke. Or it could save your husband or your boyfriend's life. So that was <laughs> that was our most iconic World Cup goals team. And what a team it was. And what a team it was. I've never gone last. What a team it was. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, look at that. 